0: Central. dot com. That's, you know, that's how you know you fucked up. That's how you know. That's how you know you fucked oh. oh, you know. Fuck hey. You fucked up.
1: You fucked up. That's how you know, yeah. Nice. Oh, you know. You fucked up. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool song. Digging yeah. it, digging it. Nico and Vince, uh, that's how you know you f***ed up. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much to Garrett and the gang. Back again tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Let's hope Ben's jawbone uh, well, operation goes well. That he can actually speak the crap that he speaks all the time. Look forward to hearing his sport report again tomorrow. Hey, welcome to the show. We are talking all about Oscar and a little bit more. Have a listen to this
2: he is a superstar like no other
3: he was the guy that defeated all the odds when he ran
2: he set the track on fire
1: he wasn't just running to run he was running
4: to win you are a model for sportsmen disabled
3: and able-bodied sportsmen all over the world
1: oh, oscar Pistorius, absolutely storming away oscar Pistorius, is he gonna get is he gonna he's been caught is he oscar
0: Pistorius just tying up oh my goodness the integrity of the evidence was not preserved
4: because it was contaminated.
1: I perceived it to be somebody coming out to attack me. That is what I believe. You killed the person, that's what you did, isn't it? I can't change the truth.
2: You possibly think this is entertainment. It is not.
1: Mr. Pistorius, you're not listening. I did not intend to kill either, my lady, or anybody else for that matter. Do you think that the press and the media generally have been pushing
4: the limits? Uh... South Africa is riveted with the Oscar Pistorius case
2: Let us get to the truth. What did you think at the time, Mr. Pistorius? My lady, that's the moment that everything changed. People are glued to this trial.
4: This is the trial of the century.
1: I think they're really very aware of what the rules are. The public has learned a lot.
3: If he did, it's a homicide case. He's guilty of murder.
2: Is it your defense that you fired at the perceived attacker? No, that's not mine. Then what is your defense? You fired at Reva.
1: I did not fire eighteen months of craziness sixty four days in court. Yes, you remember Oscar Pastorius, well, he spent ten months in jail playing with Radovan Crutcher and is now on his way out onto parole. Is this fair? In Women's Month, we are letting go a murderer. Someone who self-admittedly killed his girlfriend, but didn't realize that it was her behind the door. Yes, you remember all this. Oh, it's coming back. It's flooding back, isn't it? Are you over it? Are you sick and tired of it? Friday might just be the beginning of... Uh, Oscar Pistorius Season 2. It is coming to you live and loud. We heard from the minister as well yesterday. He's reviewing the case to see if it's all legal and if it's all ready to go. So there might be more fireworks here. But the real question is, are rich people getting the sweeter deal? Are rich people allowed to use the justice system to get the best lawyers to make bail to, uh, to get out of jail earlier and uh, of course my partner in crime Rory sang Shabalala always has a lot to say about these things Rory good morning to you how are you
2: Andrew Levy.
1: yo where are you in the world today why are you not here
2: it's long story but on your topic um you know i think it's, it's my position on it today is that it's not the fault of the rich and powerful that they have the resources to to defend themselves and to make. I mean, it's not ultimately it's the the role of the justice system to prove whether I'm guilty or not, and it's the role of my lawyers to make sure that they they, they make the justice system or push the justice system to prove my guilt uh, my guilt in a particular case. So why are you blaming me uh, as as Oscar Pistorius for simply being able to afford? Um, um, good lawyers? Why are we not looking at the system that seems to allow um, people like Oscar and others to to get away with it?
1: But Raw, I mean, surely there's a, there's a little bit of you that's saying something around this idea of, you know, we, we heard from uh, the legal aid guys that there, there's something like 10,000 people that can't afford bail. They just can't afford it. They get it, but can't afford it, and so are put straight back into the system. And we all know that South African prisons aren't a nice place to be. So, isn't that being prejudiced?
2: Yeah, but again, the problem then is not with the rich who and um, the rich and powerful who can afford it. It's the system um, that that we allow and and, and that continues to victimise the poor for being poor. Um, you know, we've got the legal aid. Uh, in South Africa that allows you to get you know free legal aid if you can't afford it, um, and that is supposed to be there for the poor, but it's not unfortunately, and we keep seeing instance after instance of of of, of people who number one are unable to secure bail so they just sitting in language in prison. I think you told me a statistic uh, uh, earlier on about just how many people just are unable to afford bail are sitting in prison. most of those people are mother- mothers and fathers who uh, just did not have the legal representation that could back them. I mean, if you've ever been uh to the court and so on and actually witnessed what goes on, some of these things, some of these attorneys are just pitiful, right? So an attorney that's working for legal aid, um and, and with all due respect, most of them are the ones that didn't make it into into the big the big law. And so on and and, 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 and uh, yeah but but it's true so so most of them haven't made it into the big law firms and so on and so they left to 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 work for, for legal aid there's some very good attorneys at legal aid that's not what i'm saying right there's some very good attorneys but there are quite a lot of them who simply they couldn't make it anywhere else and this becomes the the last resort and then in that last resort you know then that's the quality that you have now you've got that guy going up against uh, uh, people who you know are very you know, have been trained and so on and and are very clear on what they do now remember if it's not, if, if it 's not the issue that this guy is, is, is not skilled enough it 's the issue that he 's just got so much on his plate mm. and he he has to juggle so many different cases because the legal aid board is not sufficiently resourced they don 't have enough resources and so on so these guys are juggling so much then it becomes difficult to be effective and to be powerful and
1: what you do. Very quickly, uh, I know you're you're out of studio doing your thing at the moment Rory and we really look forward to having you back here in studio next Wednesday. But uh, very quickly, your thoughts on uh, Oscar Pistorius is he a broken man is, is he unfortunate? Uh, what where do you sit on the the Oscar Pistorius scale? Uh, my friend, uh,
2: I, I don't have an I don't see the point of having an opinion on this now. But the, uh, the, the law took its course. Uh, he was convicted. He went to prison. He's coming out. Like what? What? What am I going to say that's going to make a difference? I think. Even well, do you what think the, it's the fair? Minister, do you
1: think
2: it's fair? It, it is fair. He went through the justice system, right? So, so, so if if everything is being done according to the law, then that same law, I assume, applies to everybody, right? So, so. It, for me, I was I was on the side as the case was going on. I was on the side of no. This guy needs to be sent to prison, right? But to the extent that now justice has, has played its it has played out its course, and that uh, the the court has found him guilty, he's sent him to prison, he served his sentence. Um, if that if the same rules uh, apply to anyone else in terms of when they can go on parole, then what else do we want from the guy? You know, it, it's not. He is not the one who is determining to get out of prison. It is a system that is allowing him to get out. And before you you cut me off, there's a there's a guy who, <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Johnson, because I know I know how you press the buttons in the studio. So the next <laughs> thing it will be, oh, Rory, we lost you. Um, uh, and he says, and he says, so so he's speaking about the situation in the U.S. with with all these killings of of young black uh, young black men, and he says. It's not about whether or not the shooter is racist. It's about how poor black boys are treated as problems well before we're treated as people. And I think that's the same in South Africa with our justice system, is that uh, the poor ultimately do not have the the resources to to, to, to make sure that they're treated first as people and not as problems, because the moment they come in and, and they're treated as problems, Already everything is working against them, from the lawyers that they have to the attitude of the judges, to the attitude of the prosecutors towards them. Now, think about, I mean, put yourselves in the, in the, in the, in the shoes of a young, a young person who, can, who is not conversant perhaps, in the language that is being spoken. Sometimes has to listen and, 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 and engage through an interpreter throughout the whole thing. You are intimidated by everything that is going on. You're potentially innocent. All of that is happening. You just spent the first night in prison. Your family never thought that you would do. You feel feel like you've disappointed the family, and you're innocent. Just put yourself in the shoes of that guy. Everything is working against you, and the system is not designed for you to come out on top. And that is why people like Oscar Pastorius having the resources that they have, it allows them to to insist that they be seen first as people and not as problems.
1: Okay, so this is interesting, Rory, just before I let you go now, because now you've got me targeted um, and interested. You're saying that it's not the rich people that are the problem, right? Fair enough. Mm. But the system is inherently, can we call it racist? Yeah, well... Uh
2: I don't know about that, man. I, 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 so, so okay. I'm in two minds about this. So, in the first instance, I do not think, I, I personally do not think that you can say that the system is racist. It's simply, the, the racism comes from the point of view that the majority of the people that are going into the system as poor are black because of the racial the racial segregation that has defined our country because of inequalities in the country that are along racial lines right so that is the problem and then when they come into the system they are victimized by it because purely because they come from this context the socioeconomic context that then does not allow for them to be receive justice in the or have the best experience of justice once they're in the system but the system one hopes once they get into the system they're being dealt with according to the letter of the law and, and, and I, I would hope that the letter of the law sees no, no, no sees no colour and is colour blind and simply deals with you on the basis of who you are. Now let's keep in mind, Andrew, that the people that decide whether you go to prison or not are human. It's judges, right? And the fact that he's a judge does not mean he is any less he's any less human, which means that he is vulnerable to bias. He is vulnerable to to you know seeing things in different ways based on his own context. And that then plays itself out. And the justice system then is supposed to allow for things like judicial review and appeals and so on. But again, if you're poor, uh, do you have the ability and, and the resource to keep to keep the case going on to a point? I mean Oscar was able to get appeals on bails and all of that. Mm. What about a, a poor person? He doesn't have that. So in that way, the, the, the black people become prejudiced, but I, I would I would hope, and, and you know I don't have enough experience of it, but I would hope that the justice system, when it takes effect, uh, does not judge you on the colour of your skin but simply on the merits of
1: the case. All right, Rory, we're going to leave it there, and we're going to find out from the WITS Justice Project uh, in just a little bit about what they think uh, regarding this. Thank you so much. Good luck, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Uh, Thanks for being part of it, as always. We are speaking on Cliff Central about are there two types of justices in South Africa, one for the rich and one for the poor. Joining me now is Nushin Erfani Gadimi. She's from the WITS Justice Project does a lot of work in the space helping people that were falsely accused um, around Getting justice, getting right justice. What are your thoughts? Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Yebo underscore l e v y or at cliffcentral.com. Also, we're available on WeChat. Those messages are coming through thick and fast. Cheapest when you when you talk Oscar Pistorius, you start hearing the trolls come out. Uh, Nushin is uh, on the line now from Johannesburg. Welcome to the show. Uh, you're from the Vitz Justice Project. What do you guys do? Uh, the Vitz Justice
3: Project is a project of journalists. Um, and uh, based at the journalism department at Fitz University. Um, and we basically uh, apply the rigors of investigative journalism to issues around the criminal justice system. So we try to identify and write about um, miscarriages of justice, whether they're uh, you know, systemic ones or they're about individual stories.
1: So let's talk about the systemic ones here for, for a second. A lot of discussions in the media at the moment about Oscar Pistorius, him getting out, uh, after just 10 months of his, uh, his served sentence of five years. That's all above board. There's nothing wrong with that. But mm-hmm. are people generally, and call it poor people, getting the same kind of justice because they, you know, obviously don't have access to the expensive lawyers?
3: Well, I mean, I think you've answered your own question because um, you do need to have proper legal representation, uh, especially in intricate cases like like this. Um, you know, uh, murder and 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 uh, serious crimes need uh, serious uh, legal um, heads to be able to defend you. Um, and uh, the letter of the law, that's true, is, is you know, it's, it's colorblind and it doesn't. Uh, doesn't discriminate against poor, but the problem is that knowing what the letter of the law is means that you have to have at least some access to education and hopefully some access to legal representation.
1: We know that there are about 157,000 inmates in South Africa at the moment. Um, that That's a huge amount. A lot of them are wait, awaiting trial, just sitting sitting in our overcrowded jails. Is legal aid doing a good enough job to represent these people? Are they are they doing good work, or are they just totally overstretched? Well, I mean, the
3: about thirty percent on average of people um, that are in our prisons are still awaiting the end of their trial. That means that they've been accused of something that their trial has somehow started but hasn't ended, Um, and we have either refused them bail because their crime was serious. or they've been refused bail because they couldn't show um, proof of address, sufficient proof of, of address, or, or ties to the community. Um, which that is a definitely something that is a, um, a, a that will affect you when you're poor, obviously. Um, or they couldn't afford the bail amount set. So again, that's just the you know the the, the the point that we're making is that the system. Doesn't uh, is there? Um, but uh, when it's when the laws are actually um, being um, uh, followed, um, which is to say that the bail, for instance, the bail, um, the the bail regime says that you need to to uh, look at to see whether someone should get bail, um, and we saw that in the Oscar trial. Um, and then if they do, what are the conditions, and well, how much should that be? And a lot of times that finding out that individuals' um, and the, uh, status, economic status, isn't, isn't done properly. So they're given a, a random amount, like a thousand rand, And that for people is a lot. And so we, we have people sitting in our prisons who just couldn't afford that bail amount. And if you think about yourself, if you think about what it would be like if you yourself were arrested and couldn't find that bail money, and even one night in a cell, let alone a few months or years, um that really is that
1: really is a miscarriage of justice a lot of discussions going on on twitter and wechat uh, around um if, is our president getting preferential treatment through the justice system um apparently uh, janine on twitter says the justice system is corrupt too many privileges allowed in prison a certain prison in ese has a facebook page allowing prisoners to post uh there was the story that came through uh, a little while ago about timbikile Molo-au-tzi. I, hope I that yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think this is probably one of the biggest fears that every person in the world has: being convicted of a crime. Um, you know, ten years ago, where he was fingered in a in a lineup for being a, a hijacker. He wasn't. Murderer. In fact,
3: let me let me stop you right there. Cool. In fact, there were two lineups. He was not fingered in either of those two. He's a tall, tall man the daughter of the person who was killed did the lineup to see if she could identify the the, the, the murderer she never pointed him out even though he's identifiable because he's so tall um, there was no evidence there was no gun gun powder residue there was the 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 murder weapon was never found the, there was nothing to link him except the extra curial uh, out-of-court statements made by by two by two co-accused, who, and that their statements even changed during the trial. The trial judge called them liars. So they used that evidence, that statement, to convict him and two three other people. How does that happen, though, so, How does
1: how does that happen that this guy gets found guilty? I mean,
3: that's right. So this
1: is what we must ask ourselves. And if he had had good legal
3: representation, representation that had duty of care, that really cared about this per- this man as a person, as a family, not just some guy coming through the court, right? If the the the, the, if the presiding officers, if the prosecutor, if the if the legal aid representative, if the police officers who 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 put together that docket, there's all these people who were along the way, as individuals, failed because they did not take this person seriously. They didn't think about him as a human being. He has a son. He has a son that he hasn't seen for 11 years. He was born, or wasn't even born when when the trial started. Just think about the impact on that child. Think about the impact on the family. And just multiply that across all the miscarriages of justice that we see we really need to, to change the mindset of people who have duty of care within the justice system.
1: I'm, I'm interested, and in, before I let you go, Nishin, I, I'm very interested by this killer story. Um, just what is the way forward on it? Is he going to take legal uh, action against, uh, against the government, I suppose, or the justice system?
3: Uh, I can't speak on his behalf. He hasn't made up his mind um, at the moment what he wants to do. He's just Really, what I, I hear from him is that he wants to just start to live a life and breathe air and feel the sun on his face.
1: All right, Nishin, uh, the, there's obviously a, quite a few people listening, lots of tweets going on. What, how do people get hold of you if they, if they are aware of a similar story of this uh, misjustice or injustice? How do people get hold sure. of you? Sure.
3: Uh, well, we
1: are um, we're at Justice Podge, uh on
3: Twitter. Find us on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Um, you can find you can email us. Um, uh, we've got a web presence, so go and look up our, our, our numbers and and so on. So if you want to write uh, letters to us, that uh, address is there. Uh, private bag X three. Um, the same because it's university address. So just you can even write this justice project, WITS university, Bronson team, and it'll get to us. Um, and we've got phone numbers, so so call. Cool. Um, but, you know, we're a small team, uh, and if you want to try and help uh, miscarriage of justice, you can also donate on the
1: same page. Very nice. Thank you so much, Nushin, Erfani kadimi okay. Thank you for for uh, letting us know your thoughts around the justice system and maybe the systemic issues with it. I will post on uh, Twitter that article about Temekhile, as well as your details on Twitter. It's at vitsjusticeproj. Thanks for joining us so, so early this morning. Thank you very much. Hey, so if you've just joined us, we are speaking about uh, Oscar Pistorius. He is getting out of jail. Wow, this is heated, man. This uh, People just go ballistic on this topic. Um, we're speaking about the law, the justice system, and whether it benefits rich people and poor people. We've just spoken to the Vitz Justice Project. They are seeing a lot of injustice because people can't afford the lawyers um, because they don't understand the law. And so this, in in some way, starts to promote and propagate this system of incorrect uh, justice for for those that cannot afford it, who cannot understand it. What are your thoughts? Hit us up on Twitter um, and uh, check us out on WeChat as well. Sasha's saying, definitely. Look at what happened with Tembekile. 11 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit because he didn't have millions for an amazing legal counsel. Legal aid should not be dependent on how much money you have. And, but it is. And, uh, that's Sasha on WeChat. Let us know your thoughts. I, I'm blown away by this, that this continues, that we haven't figured this out in 2015, that the justice system needs to benefit all and not just those that are rich. Joining us now on the line is a incredible journalist, Rebecca Davis. She, uh, she writes mostly for the Daily Maverick, uh, and is very, very funny on Twitter as well. Rebecca, good morning to you. Um, how are you doing this morning? Hi, Andrew. Not too bad in yourself. Awesome, awesome. So, our friend Oscar, he's back out on Friday. Potentially, we, we saw the minister saying that he wants to check one or two things. Why is he checking one or two things at the 11th hour? The ostensible reason given is in response to this petition from a women's group
4: who asked the Justice Minister to ensure that Oscar was not released specifically in Women's Month, August, because they said it would be such a slap in the face to African women. But it seems, oddly enough, that it may just have been that petition, which has now compelled the Justice Minister to start investigating you know, the legal certainties of it. The whole thing does seem very unlikely to me in terms of the fact that, as you say, why would, why would he leave it for now? Surely the Justice Minister has been kept up to speed on the plans to release the stories for you know, as long as the rest of us. I mean, we've all known about it for ages. But um, I think perhaps there is just a bit of cold feet, particularly in response to what I imagine they know will be a pretty frosty reaction from some sections of the public.
1: Rebecca, I mean, it's, it's interesting people are talking about this, uh, you know, Oscar being released on Women's Month, a tragedy, a travesty. The law is the law. I mean, it doesn't count, you know, which months are well, Women's Month's here and uh, Heritage day's here, so we can't let him out on those days. It's simply a sixth of his, of his, of his prison sentence, isn't it? Exactly. Unfortunately, the
4: reality is that the first release, as far as I can tell, and as far as people who know a lot more about the law than me can tell, is completely procedurally legit. You know, he's 10 months into a five-year sentence. That's one-sixth of his total jail term. And um, the reason he can be released now is because the original jail time didn't exceed five years. If he had been convicted of murder, as opposed to couple homicide, different story, then we wouldn't have seen him out any time soon. But as things stand, unfortunately, this is completely in keeping with the Correctional Services Act. So we can all rail... About how you know how immoral and grotesque it seems to have someone out in jail after killing someone after ten months, but I'm afraid it, it, it does seem to be procedurally above
1: board. All right, you must be super bored of Oscar, but at least he's paying the bills for you and a number of other journalists. Um, <laughs> Your thoughts on the justice system and whether it's, it's uh, you know, it's actually doing justice for all peoples of South Africa. I mean, there's, there's a lot of talk around the fact that rich people get off because they can afford it, because they can understand it. And poor people who don't understand the law, who don't have access to, to rich lawyers get absolutely screwed. Your thoughts?
4: I think that that's true, up to the point. I think, obviously, the rich rich people like Pistorius who benefit from this incredible arsenal of lawyers are always going to get a, a better shake at, you know, a or or a shorter term than the rest of South Africans. For me, the most, I think, the most obvious inequity about our justice system is in terms of the speed it takes for certain cases to pass through the criminal justice system as opposed to others, you know. So Pistorius was arrested, bailed, Good trial, and finished time behind bars within two and a half years. I mean, all of that to happen within two and a half years is just incredible compared to the, the outcomes for the average prisoner in a South African jail. Um, earlier this year, South Africa's longest-standing remand uh, prisoner, a guy called Victor Komal, was released after waiting for his trial. For eight years behind bars, when you look at someone like that, as opposed to stories who managed to get all this done in the, what seems like a blink of an eye, I think it's then that the, the, the difference between the, the outcomes for rich and poor in our justice system become most glaring and most grotesque.
1: Well uh, when when the heat of the Oscar Pistorius trial was on we found another trial that was really interesting with uh, Ronnie Fakude, who uh, for if you don't know him he was also a paraplegic who was convicted and has was awaiting to be heard on trial for 28 months. I mean Oscar Pistorius is tried convicted and out. That's right. I remember that case and also which brings me to
4: another thing which is also the conditions for um for a uh, um, not comic, awaiting trial prisoners with disabilities, which often are so shocking compared to, to what we believe to have been the case for Pistorius behind bars. And obviously authorities would be aware that, you know, the merest hint of any mistreatment of Oscar, and there would have been probably <laughs> a huge a huge outcry, but that certainly isn't the case for for other prisoners or awaiting trial prisoners with disabilities or illness and so forth.
1: He- I mean, you've been following this from day one. You've sat on those wooden chairs in court in in the North Gauteng Court since the beginning. Um, Your thoughts about where this is going? I mean, do you think that the prosecution will actually get their way? Do you think that he'll actually come out on Friday? Uh, What's what? I mean, you're the soothsayer here. Come on, Rebecca, give us something.
4: (laughs) I can't see any reason why he wouldn't be released. Um, as I said, just in terms of the the, the the letter of the law. There really doesn't seem to be any ground unless he's suddenly done something very bad behind bars or been found as a cell phone or something that could in, otherwise, in other ways jeopardise his release because they do take into account aspects like your behaviour behind bars. Barring something we haven't heard of, which I think is very unlikely, I think that he probably will be released. The question now, of course, is what will happen with his appeal, which will take place in Brimfantain at the Supreme Court of Appeal. It will be nothing like as interesting as the original trial, assuming you did find that interesting, um, in terms of the fact that it will be a, a dry affair fought out between lawyers rather than with um, witnesses and vomits and buckets and, and that sort of thing. And um, as to the, the, the likely outcome of that, I mean, honestly, Andrew, who you can say, as we saw from the response to the original verdict of culpable homicide, it seems that the whole issue of dolus eventualis the law on which Judge Masipa's um, uh, judgment was, was was based. It seems that that is such a great area in South African law. But honestly, I think you'd have to be very brave to call the outcome of that appeal one way or the other.
1: A lot of people seem comfortable with this idea of, oh, this is the law, you know, um, and, you know, if it says one-sixth of the law and he must come out of his sentence, then that's the law and we must just deal with it. Do you think people are more comfortable with letting out a Oscar Pistorius, who is a convicted killer, compared to, to you know, a counterpart that m- perhaps might be black and might have killed someone in a different circumstance and also served uh, the one-sixth of their sentence? Oh,
4: definitely. I mean, no question. I'm sure there's a huge amount of racial bias that goes with this. I was thinking that there's something of an irony that it's just an inevitability that the stories of movements now that he's out of jail are going to be scrutinized so intensely by the media, by the public. I mean, it's believed that he's going to have certain conditions. Obviously, he's going to be under Hazard, so he won't be able to go doling at clubs or whatever. But any time he sets foot in public, it's guaranteed that, you know, someone's going to tweet about it, that someone's going to see him doing it. And, um, I mean, that alone will, of course, keep him on the the straight and narrow one expects. whereas the reality is, all the rest of um, released prisoners, often we don't have a very good idea of what's happening to them at all because the, the weird fact is that South Africa doesn't keep statistics on recidivism, which is the amount of prisoners who reoffend. We actually do not have a good sense of how many prisoners reoffend at all because there's some slippage between who's supposed to be collecting the stuff, the Justice Department Correctional Services, who knows. So whereas we can certainly say that we will know for certain if Oscar re reoffends, that's not the case with, with the rest of um uh, released prisoners in Alaska.
1: So a little bit of double standards there too, I suppose.
4: That's right, but I mean, I think the fundamental, the more important point is the one that you're making that um, certainly I don't think that there's going to be a lot of people who'll be like, "Oh well, he'll he'll definitely do it again," even if you believe that that he was guilty of murder rather than culpable homicide. And as you say, I'm sure that wouldn't be the case for a black felon in his position.
1: Rebecca, what's the most frustrating thing about Oscar's stories for you? The most frustrating thing about and don't the say story. the rubbish coffee outside the the, 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 the courthouse. Come on, give it to us. Like what this this case? What has been the most absolutely frustrating thing for you?
4: I think even to this day, it is the amount of people who seemingly maintain this devout support for Pistorius, even knowing the facts of the case. Even if you accept and believe his version of events. Surely, you should have some kind of a rebuke for him in terms of his actions, in terms of being you know, a trigger-happy, gun toting dude. But um, as I've seen from these groups on Facebook, even in the past week, these support for Oscars, who just seem to have nothing but this bottomless well of, you know, completely unqualified love for him without ever having met him or anything like that. And, um, I mean... While it's I suppose on one level lovely that they have this empathy for a stranger, I just think that <laughs> there's something a bit a bit weird about it about how there's these people willing to you know just defend him to death and when when the indisputable fact is that he has taken a life.:
1: Do you think that it's fair that uh, people get released uh, serving only a sixth portion of their jail sentence just because we you know basically we have no space for for our prisoners now?
4: I think that the, I mean, in situations like this, it doesn't seem very moral or just, even though it's in line with the the letter of the precept. I have to believe, because otherwise one goes mad if one starts losing all belief in in law and and systems like these. I have to believe that they have developed the necessary systems to ensure that the people released at that time are um, that it is done, you know, in a way that is. The that they've checked the necessary boxes, that they've seen that this person is a suitable candidate for house arrest and so forth. I mean, no, of course, it doesn't sit well with me that someone can be released after a 6 of their sentence. But if we start questioning everything about our legal systems and I'm scared, we'll just start drinking even earlier in the day. <laughs>
1: I mean, you already started 9.30, Rebecca, so, I mean, you can't really go much <laughs> earlier. We, we, we've heard cases about, uh, Tembekile, um, Mula-Utsi, I'm getting it, um, who, who spent 11 years behind prison, uh, behind je- behind, behind prison. That's great English, Andrew, uh, behind bars, um, for a crime he didn't commit. I mean, how do we get this right? How do we get people who are innocent? out of the system because inevitably the way you know the justice and correctional services system works is to survive in a system full of people bad people you're going to have to become a bad person um just to to stay normal to to be okay how do we get how do we get this system right
4: i think the most disturbing aspect of the penal system is the seeming lack of support for prisoners once they leave, if you're not, say, someone like Oscar Pistorius, who I imagine is going to have access to, you know, a whole raft of social services and counselling and so forth. Um, you know, the sad reality is that if you're a, a, a convict who served this time in South Africa and you have a prison record, it's incredibly difficult to be to, to be employed. And, you know, I think intuitively we understand that if you have a choice between two candidates for a job and one has a criminal record and one doesn't. You know, there's something quite natural about picking the one who doesn't. But it's for this reason that I think the suggestions which were made a few months ago that prisoners may be, that former convicts may be able to have their prison, their criminal records expunged, particularly if it was a crime they committed very young. I think that that's essentially a good thing if they haven't reoffended, because what happens otherwise is that you get these people released into. You know the world, and um, they can't get a job, and they're virtually forced back into crime because people don't want to take a chance on them. So, in the absence of you know proper social programs to get them back into employment, and of course people willing to take a chance on them, then I think that that uh, a system like letting them have their, their systems expunged after a certain amount of time is perhaps not a bad thing.
1: Very nice. Uh, thank you so much, Rebecca Davis, giving us the five zero on justice and all things Oscar. Uh, if you want to check out her tweets, they are hilarious and very insightful at the same time. Uh, <laughs> at Bexplan B is how you catch up with her on Twitter. Uh, Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us uh, on today's show. Thanks, Andrew.
4: Have a good day.
1: That's Rebecca Davis. She writes for the Daily Maverick. Very, very cool. She's been on top of uh, Oscar Pistorius, uh, at least on top of the case, uh, for the entire time. And I'm sure she's got a big job ahead of her as we go to uh, release and also appeal. Someone else who's been following the Oscar Pistorius case and quite vocal about the injustice in our systems is none other than Chester Missing and his sidekick, uh, Mr. Conrad Koch. Uh, Good morning to both of you. Thank you so much for joining us. Touchy, man. Hey, hey, there, there you, man.
0: Hey! There you go. are now? Why do we keep doing this? You know they've only got five listeners. <laughs> and now, Big Plan B's gone four.
1: Well, you were one of the listeners. So now, yeah, exactly. We've he only got four now. Thank you. Come on, Chester. What? Ruined my
0: relationship with these people. Yeah, I know. It's been crazy. I mean, i was just, you know, he's coming out. No! Wait! He's coming out during Women's Month. We're fighting just gender violence, and releasing Oscar in the same month. Next, we'll be showing us Bill Cosby's What I mean, it's like inviting Boca around to bring a daughter to, to work, David. insane. <laughs> it's Women's Month. Because basically now Women's Month is to women what Christmas sales are to spirituality. Imagine, the maritime for corporate, we going, hi, our industry still only pays women 20% less than men. So we thought marketing our brand. Of a month dedicated, highlighting women's economic oppression makes perfect sense. And
1: what the hell, Oscar? Chester, <laughs> what are you talking about, Conrad? Maybe you should take over there. I know, like Chester's driving, so maybe you can speak on the hands-free there. But, um, but, like, what is the feeling for you guys? You've been you've been following this whole uh, Oscar Pistorius case quite closely. Do you feel like there's two types of justices in South Africa—one for the rich and one for the poor?
0: And well I mean I I think it's sometimes uh yeah, I mean ov- obviously I, I, I think yeah, because that's just what, like all the guilt and stuff. No, but I mean there obviously is. There, I mean it's 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 interesting. it, man. Got, now they want the A and talking about t- taking the water from golf courses for poor people. Why didn't we do that ages ago? Is this some person in a shack in Pittsburgh going, I don't have water but at least whole nine at Dover Country Club is good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> At least it's green I mean, in winter, eh? Why,
0: why, a special I mean, Oscar will have, will have done 10 months in jail for killing a woman. I mean, that's efficiency for you. You can kill a woman in South Africa, get sentenced, go to jail, and get our thoughts with an apple to get you a new iPhone. But that's the, the law. Way that's Oscar the law. Could, uh, yeah, you had a good lawyer so that you have to have money to get the good lawyer. The only way he could have got out faster if he could have proved is if Barry Rue could have proved he was actually killing for Zuma. Then he would have been out two weeks later. <laughs> 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 but there's a dude in jail with Oscar who got seven years for shoplifting. The truth. He's angry. He's also in the same prison. got seven years for shoplifting. Oscar got ten months for killing Reva. I mean, the only way Oscar would have got more time is if they found pirated TV next to Reva's body. Ki you- riveraver, let it go, you lock him away
1: what do you think i mean in your in your opinion? How do we get this right about this justice? You know, the fact that rich people can afford the, the barrier rules of this world and, and poor people simply can't even understand the translations into their, their own languages because they've done so poorly and can't afford the rich lawyers. How do we change the system so that, you know, there's, there's 156,000 incarcerated people. Probably 10% are completely innocent. How do we get those people out of jail because they're innocent?
0: Well, the fastest way to get people out of jail in South Africa is to prove that they have some kind of relationship with Jacob Sumer. Then they come out very quickly. But, <laughs> but, but as we saw, Nkobo Jiba just got off. Just got nothing. Should gone. be a shake, yeah, but, yeah.
1: There's, some, there's a yeah, frenzy yes,
0: I know. It, it's only really when going to get sick. But the, uh, the, the problem is that there needs to be more funding for poor people to have decent lawyers, and the justice system needs to have more um, access to lower level courts. More money going to lower level courts and make sure the law he's running efficiently. I mean, listen, he was given a five-year sentence, but he only had to serve a six of mean, At this rate, why put the guy in jail? We could just,
1: Conrad, if you guys can move around just a little bit, uh, maybe just uh, pull, pull forward just slightly because uh, we're losing reception yeah, we're, there. Um, yeah, no, no, it's
0: Vodacom, they're great. You're in the middle of Stanton, the busiest economic hub of South Africa, and you have no reception.
1: <laughs> well, it's interesting you brought up Vodacom because there seems to be this idea of the, the big guy versus the little guy. You know, the, the please call me guy is still fighting in our courts to try to get money out of Vodacom.
0: Of, of, I mean, well, of exactly. I mean, uh, Vodacom, I don't know. We, uh, they, Vodacom, are you crazy, dude? They're responders. I don't care. You can actually SMS someone on Vodacom and take down Drive there and get there before the SMS. <laughs> That's why the textbooks were later in, in Limpopo. They were texting them via Vodacom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, wait, wait, back. Back to justice, please. Uh, you've got personal vendettas against most big corporates and uh, Afrikaans singers across the country. Let's go back to... I don't to... know who you're talking
0: <laughs> about.
1: <laughs> Let's go back to to this justice system. You know, we, we've seen a number well, of... Well, that's a good example. Let me just use that as an example. That guy
0: lied to the court, and our court case was in a domestic... Was Steve Hoffman was in a domestic violence court. This guy Use a, a law that is meant to help abused women and, and the people who, uh, who have, you know, are, are in a very difficult situations. They'll white wipe the brains and protect themselves from a puppet. I mean, if that's possible, what the hell is going on? Where, where do you see, you
1: know, is where do you see South Africa moving with this justice stuff? Because, you know, a lot of people go, we've seen all the stuff happening in courts with in Kandla. And, um, our... You're saying it wrong. Oh sorry. Please, yeah. Wait, let's let's just hear it correctly. Hold on one second. Let me just try to do this. Hold on. Um this is because he's a broken man, right? Apparently. I don't know. Was if, others it, there it was not nothing said there's a broken president in a broken country. You know? My bubble. So he, he's a broken man in a broken country. But a lot of people are going, you know, here is the only thing that's saving South Africa at the moment, our justice system. And it's quite clear from cases like, you know, the Oscar Pistorius, which sheds a light on it, that our justice system isn't 100% all I think there. it's
0: complicated. I think it's complicated. I think it's complicated. I think that in many ways our justice system does work. Let's not set against deeper too much. So in other words, you've got on some levels it works very well, particularly in the higher courts. Look at how Justin the nurse got a uh, uh, one-year case. Even my case. Look at um, look at how the uh, uh, got. You know, he got vindication. So there are the problem is at the high levels, the president is some bird thing that does. He's using it. He's, it's it's your daddy. Your laws is your daddy, that So the problem is but, but if you take to the justice minister, there are things that they are doing. It's just, just the lower level courts, the magistrate courts. And I think we're really struggling, and the economic problems of our country. But really, there's a point where, when you're asking a puppet to answer these kind of questions, then we have really defended the (laughs) silly It's uh, even alone for cliffcentral
1: dot com. Oh, you see, there you go. You've you've added our listenership to at least at least ten. Thank you guys. Thank you very much. Really appreciate I that. You, <laughs> I
0: love you guys. Conrad very Koch
1: nice. and his partner in crime, Chester missing. Um remember Chester is a puppet so he can't drive on the road legally. Okay, just keep that in mind. Conrad. He thank does you very much. No, I do. No, what
0: what I don't know, what happened now? I don't know.
1: I know you all know. Thank you very much, and uh, look forward to checking you guys out uh, as Oscar Pistorius gets let out of jail. Uh, You can check him out at Chester Missing. Wow, we've had we've had the guests pump up here. We've had uh, Rebecca Davis, we've had the wits uh, uh, Justice Project, and of course Chester Missing. We'll put all of those details um, of our guests on Twitter just after the show, as well as the link. What are your thoughts? I mean, coming back to this. It feels like we asked the wrong question around this idea of trying to make the justice system unjust via race um, or rich or poor. It's not the rich people's fault, as I think Rory pointed out in the beginning, that they use the justice system in the correct way. But there is something to be said about this idea of the justice system not doing enough or the South African government not doing enough for those that cannot afford The private lawyers, the those who cannot understand the law because it's not put down into layman's terms. What do we do about those people? Um, 156,000 people incarcerated currently in our jails. We are number one in Africa in terms of incarcerations and number nine in the world. Uh, it's a scary figure and I don't think it's going to get any better anytime soon let us know your thoughts on Twitter as well as WeChat we continue the conversations as always on Cliff Central hey that's the time up here I can't believe it already it happens you know I'm trying to be good about my time. I always run over. So I'm letting it go here. Uh, we've got rookies and rock stars up next. If you missed any part of the show and want to check it out, www.cliffcentral.com hit conza show Wednesday, nine o'clock. We will see ya next week. Cliffcentral.com.